everyone. It's Tempe This Week, the podcast. Yay! Today, we're having breakfast with Councilmember Bridetta Hodge at Brick Road Coffee. Nearly everyone has a coffee shop or local hangout, and we'll talk about why community connections like those are so important. And Councilmember Hodge is going to learn how to make some tasty treats with Brick Road Coffee owner Gabe. Hey podcast crew, let's tell everyone who you are and what you're drinking and let's start with Roy Tatum, co-host and I have a dirty chai with almond milk. Hey, this is Jesse Schenk uh, with Brick Road Coffee, and I'm actually uh, relying on my barista to give me a surprise today. It tastes like maybe toasted marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Gabe Hagen uh, with Brick Road Coffee, and I am also relying on a surprise recommendation from the baristas. They can make up some uh, amazing combos. Excellent. Hi, I'm Brenda Clark, Neighborhood Services. I'm having a very yummy iced latte. And I'm Lisa Groom. I'm Community Fair Specialist with Tempe Police Department, and I'm having a really, really large iced honey vanilla latte. I am Councilmember Bredetta Hodge, and I have the best one of all. I have a sparkling strawberry lemonade. So Councilmember Bredetta Hodge is the first black woman, first of many, we hope, to be elected to Tempe City Council. She's also the first council member to serve on a Tempe school board at the same time. She's here with us today to talk about education, community involvement, and her love of breakfast. Roy, take it away. So, Councilwoman Hodge, you know, it's lost on a lot. A lot of people don't realize that you are on school board and the Tempe City Council. So, let's talk about, you know, your journey and tell us why you feel that community service um, is so important. How, how, how does that, how do you show up there? Tell us your story. Well, thank you, Roy. Um, I would like to start off by saying how special it is to be on the city council and the governing board of a city that I've lived my whole life in. Yeah. I'll start off with that because this is, it just, you know, it brings me to joy. The city I, loves you. And I love this city. You know, it's so good to give back to the city and the community that gave so much to me. Um, I'm a single mom of two boys and got involved in education because, as I learned, if you're not the teacher, somebody else will teach. Mm. And not always is that the best thing in the world. So I got involved by just being on committees and, you know, just being a part of the school district. And one day they came to me and said, you know, you should be able to go a little bit further. What you do with your boys, you could do more than just with your boys. You can do with the community. And um, so I decided, I said, well, I'll put my my hat in the ring to try to run for a school board. And I ran in 2014 for the first time. And in 2014, I came extremely close by less than 1%. And I lost by that. And almost gave up on that. I was like, I don't know if I can do that again. But I had one student that told me something that made me want to come back and do it again. She told me, she said, you know, um, you are our star. And if you don't do it, then who else will? You've been here preaching about it. You got to go back out and do it again. And I did in 2016 and I won. And I won by 
less than one percent. So it was <laughs> it was just exact opposite. It just went the other way. It just went the other way, and I got more involved in, in schools, and I started to realize the connection between the schools and the city and the community, right? And I realized I was like, well, I'm always at the council meetings. I'm always talking. I'm always a part of this committee or that. And something just told me that that bridge between the education world and the in the city, someone need to be there to be in both worlds at the same time. Yeah. And that's why I decided to run for city council in 2022. And um, very, uh, it was a extremely fought race. I, I had great people that ran with us. Um, and I won one of the three seats that was open in, in that 2022 race. And it's been right on after that. So I enjoy it. I love it. It's just like, you know, I get to do what I love most in both worlds. I get to make sure that my schools are running and, and the community is safe, but also on the city part to make sure that every other part around my schools are safe and sound. And that's why I'm here today. That's and, awesome. Yes. And so I have a little insight. I know you personally. I know your family personally. Can you tell us some of those stories uh, or one st particular story of um, you, particularly you, Jevin, and I remember when uh, Corey was on the council. You, yes. There's a, a strong story about what you did with him. I took my fifth grade or sixth grade son up to Corey Woods and said, you know, you look like a strong man who, you know, has a great head on his shoulder and is going to do phenomenal things. And I want my son to have someone to look up to because he's wanting to be in politics for a role model. And I introduced him to each other. And it was it was so funny. They became instant friends. And Corey became a big brother to Jevin. And there's still like that to this day. I will never be able to break into that relationship that him <laughs> and Jevin have. Corey, Mayor Woods and Jevin have a relationship there that it's, it'll, it'll stand the test of time. Let's talk about some issues in the community. Tell, tell me, you know, what are, what are some of the most pressing issues? If you could name your top three, what are the most pressing issues facing the community right now? Um, you know what I'll say what is one of my, one of the main issues um, is always going to be our unsheltered homeless that's going to be a main issue and the city of Tempe so we are working strongly and hard on that but I want to touch on something that I believe is an issue that most people don't take as an issue people sometimes don't see people as people and that's why when I walked into this restaurant that I am, this this place right now called Brick Road, and met two of the most wonderful people in the world, Jesse and Gabe. And when I met Jesse and Gabe for the first time and I walked into this shop, I remember giving them both a hug and said, this is gonna be a place that's gonna be a part of me forever. Because it made me feel I could go, but I went back to my schools and I told my schools, cause this was, wasn't, they hadn't even opened yet. And I said, this is gonna be a place that you're gonna find a home in your heart. And it just made me feel well to say that because we can talk about all the issues. There's so many, you can go into homelessness, you can go into the affordable housing, we can go into all the different parts, but we has as humans, we don't get into the heart enough. Mm. And this is why I'm here today saying that this is why I'm here 
at this place right now having this podcast because I truly feel that they have put, this is a part of our community that had a big disconnect and you're bringing it close together so I am just so proud that you and you live that because there are yes. a lot of people that at events and in the community people will come up and hug you and you don't necessarily see that all yes. the times with with uh, our elected officials and so you're speaking to you're, you're living what you're talking about I, I think all of us around the table have actually seen that that's so funny they call me the hugging council member <laughs> <laughs> if I don't get up and hug you or give you candy uh-huh. um, then I am it's just not me because I, I I just you know I feel like the human touch is is the only it's the freest thing we can do in this world it's the it's the biggest gift you can give and it's free to do love is free yeah and we don't give enough of that so i'm just i just love it i i want to make sure that they know me on the school board and the city council is the hugging elected official one of the, one of the places that we see uh, a lot of love is at your monthly event your breakfast with Berdetta event uh, i believe that has become a tempe staple yes. since you uh, have been elected and so talk to us about breakfast with berdetta and talk to us what, what, what's happening at, at breakfast with berdetta oh well they actually i you know i never thought it would that spin off like that i was like well i, I sat down with my council aide sapan shout out to sapan shout out to sapan you know couldn't couldn't do things without him i mean he is the left to my right to my right to my left um, but we were talking about what can we do? Because on the campaign trail, I promised everyone. I said I'm going to be very transparent. I'm going to be very open, and I want to be. So, I want to be a council member that you can reach out and talk to, reach out and touch humanly. I don't want to just be by voicemail or email. And um, Sapan and I came up, and actually it was Sapan who came up because I said first off I was like brunch no actually Sapan said brunch with Berdetta and I was like I don't know I'm not a brunch person and then we came up with breakfast with Berdetta and we just said you know instead of doing it every quarter everything I said even if it's one person to show up we should do a breakfast with Berdetta every month and have topics that really mean something to each part of the community so we always make sure we gear our topics around what's happening to make to let our constituents in, in our community know that they you know that they're being heard and talked to i had my first one and i was surprised i was like i sapan and i were so nervous we're like we're not going to have anybody show up on my very first breakfast with Berdetta, i had over 50 people and i was so wow. surprised and i've never really stopped from there on i've always had right. that many people right. or more so, you know, it just tells the story that people would like, they want to hear from us. They want us to be, they be able to talk to us and communicate with us. Sometimes they're going to agree with us. Sometimes we agree to disagree. But it's the fact that I'm, they know that I hear them and I'm listening. And um, it's just been a very successful thing for me with my breakfasts. And you've done uh, events around public safety. Yes. You've done events around financial literacy. Um, obviously education so what are what, what's the next uh, topic of uh, what's coming up for breakfast with Berdetta it's gonna be breakfast with Berdetta and Joel because okay. we okay. are doing it together uh, Councilmember Joel Navarro and I are doing it together and we're doing it around public safety we're gonna be doing it around because right now with our kids coming out of out of school we want to make sure that our kids are safe 
and just having that touch-up conversation is what is needed. So we're going to come out. We're bringing the fire department. We're bringing the police department. We're bringing wa- we're bringing water safety. We're bringing all sorts of things together. So our our families and resources. So if they need anything, they can learn. We're going to bring out information that the city has providing for the summer. I'm going to get some information on all the school districts what they're doing for the summer. So our kids are will be safe. And that's the major part of our city is that Tempe is a family and we take care of each other. And this is one way that I feel that we can take care of each other by having this public safety one in June. Yes. Thank you very much, Council Member Bredetta Hodge. Thank you. Chris, I'll turn it back over to you. Well, it's no accident that we're here at Brick Road Coffee today talking about breakfast, yam, and public involvement. The two are really intertwined here. From its start, Gabe Hagen and Jesse Shank envisioned a coffee shop that wouldn't just be a place to get a jolt of caffeine. Brick Road Coffee would be a safe, welcoming place to meet up with friends and neighbors, to talk about community issues, and to support inclusive causes. It's become exactly that, and in less than two years, the coffee shop at Rural Road in the US 60 has become a beloved part of the community, with several impressive awards like the Tempe Neighborhood Business of the Year, the MLK Diversity Award, and a Business of Pride Award from the Phoenix Suns and First Bank. How did you come up with the concept for Brick Road Coffee? Was was owning a coffee shop something you always wanted to do? Sort of. Uh, so uh, I think um, we've talked about a coffee shop over the years in the context of retirement plans, uh, which our uh, retirement is, is very far off for both of us, probably. Uh, and uh, you know that was that was kind of the dream to uh, retire and own a coffee shop and and spend our, our days that way. But uh, really, kind of an accident, I guess. You know, to move that timeline up, um, the pandemic had a lot to do with that, and um, just reassessing our lives and what we were doing with them. Um, and yeah, we just we started. We decided in the pandemic to start looking at what what we could do now and we were very very lucky very fortunate to find an opportunity um, to open a business very close to our house and in the city we love uh, and yeah, that's kind of how it just fell into place I guess and I think beyond that too like for me the community aspect was what I wanted to do I love coffee don't get me wrong I will go to the ends of the earth say my coffee is the best um, but more than that, what we do here is we create community. I mean, Berdetto was talking about it, how there's all sorts of issues that we are, we're facing. We're trying to find those solutions to. Do you know how many solutions can be created just by having a conversation with your neighbor and talking about the issue and talking things through and hearing somebody else's perspective? And then you can come up with, oh, well, what about this? Well, I know somebody, let me talk to them about that. And then that evolves and that, that's how change happens. So that community aspect is really what drives change. And I felt like after the pandemic, we definitely needed more community spaces and what better place to do that than a coffee shop. It's traditional, right? Coffee shops have always been the place where we all come together to share ideas and to you know, connect with each other. Your place is so much fun. The, the vibe in here is colorful, it's interesting. You've got some great art on the walls by local artists. The murals sort of combine Tempe and the Land of Oz. And, um, you know, it's gorgeous, colorful. The Golden Girls are, are on the TV right behind us. Uh, how, how did 
this all come together? I mean, it's just, it's really amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, for, for that, honestly, a lot of it came down to the fact that we were privileged enough to uh, acquire the space that was already built out. So we didn't have to do the build out. All we had to do was add our personality and our flair to it. Um, and for me, one of the things that was really important was to create a space where I saw myself in. Um, and while we do have pride flags up and we have trans flags up now, a lot of what we did through our design was very intentional to our community. The name, Brook Road, it's a call to the Wizard of Oz. It, that story is a story that resonates with people that are trying to discover themselves as a journey of acceptance. Uh, so that resonates with, with me, at least, and I think several of our community. There's a the tie-in to the reference of, are you a friend of Dorothy, way back when? You know, Judy Garland. That's also what spurred the Golden Girls, because Dorothy's Vornak. Like, all of those little hints and nods, the imagery when you walk in at the bottom part of our windows, it's the rainbow shape. It's not necessarily the colors, but it's the rainbow imagery. Our, our lovely mural that Paige did, it has the black and white to color. And when you get to the color, the rainbow color, it's what coffee can do. It's creating community. It's being a place where people can lift your neighbor up, where we can come together in moments of you know, great stress or great tragedy and rally around each other. Um, I mean, a perfect example of that was last summer after a fundamental right was taken away from half of our population. That's really where Brick Road came into play, only because all we did was provide space. We provided space for the community to come out and make their voices heard. Um, and that's exactly what I think every community space should be doing, is just hold space for people, listen to your neighbor, have a dialogue. Business will come, business will do great, but just hold space. I think that really speaks to maybe one of the most important aspects about this place is that it connects people. This is a place that people can access their elected officials from time to time. They can access health care. They can access Care 7. Uh, you know, there, there are just so many connections to make along with friendships and, and, and chosen family as well. So, yeah, it, it means everything to have uh, people like Councilwoman Hodge here um, and available to our clients. You mentioned healthcare when you were talking, and you offer free on-site AIDS testing a few times a month. You have a Braille menu available that was created by one of your customers uh, that they gave you for free. Caring about people seems to be an important ingredient to your success, and that's evident. You also host a lot of events every month, uh, writing groups and book clubs and gaming nights and a community table. And I love the band Book Club, by the way, big fan. All of these things kind of blend together into caring. Is that really your jam for your business, caring about people? Love. Love heals everything. Like, if we just all loved each other more, we're all same. We're all the same on the inside. I don't know. We all bleed the same color. It's just love. Let's care for each other. Let's find ways to, to, to create those, fill those needs for people. Um, whether it be those people that are looking for space to find community connecting over books, or whether it's just holding a space for people to get access to healthcare that may be too intimidating to get elsewhere. Um, I know for me, I remember, well, I still get HIV testing on a regular basis. I've been married for 15 years. I still do it terrifies me and so like having a space where I could go that was a little less clinical 
or would remove that stigma uh, a little bit more from it. That, that, those are the barriers we're trying to break down. We're trying to break down anything that might be holding a rock in the road for somebody trying to get what they need. Um, and oftentimes what they need is just people. When we talked about opening a coffee shop, it wasn't, hey, I want to I brew coffee all day. Uh, you know, I want to serve muffins. That, that wasn't the deal, right? We, we wanted to be in a place where we could interact with people. Um, and we wanted to create a space that, uh, that was important to us. We're very proud that we're a sober space and we're an all-ages space. You don't have to get past a bouncer to come here and, uh, and commune with people. So what does the future hold for Brick Road Coffee? One of the things we're working on right now is a partnership with some local nonprofits, so we'll have more to announce soon on that. But um, beyond that, we're, we're really trying to, to, to further our roots within Tempe. Um, I know for myself, I found so much joy getting involved with what the city has to offer and the ways we can get involved. I've applied to be on the Neighborhood Advisory Commission. I was lucky enough to get selected. I'm now vice chair of that commission. Um, and, and, and just being able to kind of make sure that my community has a voice in the future of Tempe is, is really important. So whether that means expanding our services to hopefully providing coffee in somebody's corporate office someday soon um, to a second location, all of that is something we're considering. And, you know, the community has shown us so much love. We know that while it's scary, it's the community will respond to other other adventures that we go on. Partnerships, 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 whether that's with other small businesses, um, with the Tempe Library, with organizations, uh, well, whatever the, uh, you know, the community asks us and, and tells us that they need, then we'll, we'll try and go in that direction. Cool. And I, I also want to put out a call that if there's anybody in Tempe or anywhere really in the Valley that's looking to create spaces like this, I am here. Like, come talk to me. I will help you start your business. I will help you figure out how to navigate. I'll help you figure out what not to do, too, because I did some <laughs> stupid things. But I, I want more spaces. Uh, I don't look at other businesses' competition. If you're going to create community, let me help you. So now we are about to have an adventure. Councilwoman Hodge, I hear that it is on your bucket list to learn uh, how to make the perfect latte. So Gabe has offered uh, to introduce you to Ruby, their Ooh. espresso maker. And so are you up for the challenge yes, I to am. Uh, make your first latte <laughs> yes, with I Ruby? Am. So Gabe, tell us about Ruby. Ruby is the hardest working non-human in this space. Uh, <laughs> Ruby is our espresso machine. So we have a bright red uh, espresso machine that makes some fabulous lattes. And uh, I think it'll be fun to show uh, Councilwoman Hodge how to uh, steam some milk and pull some espresso. I can't wait. Let's head on over. All right. This is Ruby. All right, Ruby. What's, what's your milk of choice? Um, I love coffee. Oat or oh, almond, almond or dairy? Milk. Almond, we got you. Yes, almond milk. All right, so we're gonna make, what do, what do we want? What do we want? want a hot latte, what flavors? Uh, vanilla and caramel. Vanilla and caramel? Yes. We got it, all right. Ooh, yes. So we're gonna start with the milk. Okay. We're gonna pour it into the steaming pitcher. How much should I pour? About halfway up, right down where the, the tip goes. Okay. So now we're gonna have you go ahead and steam the milk. This is the steam one. Okay. I put it up here? Yep, you're gonna dip it in. 
the wand will get hot, so make sure you grab that part. And then pull this down when you're ready to start it. Ready, set, go. All right, now drop it just a bit to aerate it. Keep going, you'll hear it cut paper. There it oh. is, there it is. Oh. And now we'll keep going until you can't touch it anymore. Look at that. See how you got yeah. the little swirl going? Yeah. That is hot enough. You can go ahead and turn that off. All right. There's your milk. Now All we're right. gonna take this little rag, wipe it off. Okay. And blow it out. You can make all sorts of steam over here. Yep. All right, you can set that down. Now let's get your espresso. Okay. All right. First we'll grab a cup. Uh-huh. All right, we got this espresso. We're gonna tamp it here. So that makes it all nice and level. Bubble. And now that third group head over there, you'll take that. Uh-huh. If you hold it, right, it's kind of it. heavy. Yep. Uh-huh. You're gonna put it in like that. We're gonna grab your flavors real quick. So okay. you want a vanilla and caramel? Yes. Okay, so there's vanilla, however much, two pumps. Two pumps? Yep, and then we'll find caramel. I think we're down here. Okay. Right here, actually. <laughs> we'll right. do one pump of that. Now you can just top that underneath it so right. it'll catch the shot for you. You're gonna hit this button right there. All right. Oh, wow. Look how pretty that is. Oh my God. All right, now take I'm it and give it a swirl. So, so that way it, it melts all that caramel. Perfect. Now you're gonna pour this in. Pour it in here? Yep. You want some whipped cream on top? Sure. Of course. You yes. Do. There you go. Look at that. Look at that. You did it. All right. Yes, look at that. My creation. Anybody else want me to try? Come on, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pro at it now. <laughs> Public involvement is important on so many levels, from just taking time to get to know each other and be good neighbors like Gabe and Jesse were talking about, to help shape the city we live in through official community input. Brenda Clark is with our Neighborhood Services team. She is currently working to ensure that people are giving their thoughts on the new draft for Tempe General Plan 2050. Brenda, what's a general plan and why is it important? So a general plan is an overarching policy document for the city of Tempe. It is over 300 pages, so it's kind of like a small book. Uh, it helps. That's not a small book. <laughs> <laughs> That's a novel, friend. <laughs> it covers the future direction and goals for a lot of different areas, some of which include economic development, transportation, affordable housing, sustainability, but kind of an easier way to think of it, since there are so many facets of it in chapters and pages, is to think of it kind of like a symphony, an orchestra. So the general plan is the conductor, and it helps to bring all of those pieces together so we have a smooth running city, we plan for growth, we plan for the thousands of people that are be going to be coming to the city over the next 30 years, and we really, really pull in a lot of public involvement into this process. It's a community-driven draft. We have gone out into the community to different events like the neighborhood celebration, arts in the park, movies in the park, and we love to hear from everyone. And instead of just calling everyone to one of those public meetings, we go out to where people are at and to uh, engage with them when they're doing what they're doing on their daily day-to-days. So how many people have commented so far on the general plan? We have so many. We have, I think, about 9,500 minutes of public engagement uh, that we've captured over the past year, a little less than a year. Um, over a thousand comments, over 30 events, 
and hundreds of thousands of, uh, not hundreds of thousands, but thousands of social media engagements posts. So we really wanna give a shout out to our marketing team here and always thank them for helping to get the word out. Um, you know, because a lot of people like to give their feedback online um, as well as in person. So we like to hit a little bit of both. How important is it to get a wide range of people and diversity in the community outreach? It's so important. So I really loved hearing that there's a menu here that's in Braille. And we just try to be inclusive of all populations because if you include everyone's voice, you really come up with a lot of great ideas. So if you install an ADA compliant ramp, not only is it going to help someone that has a disability, but it's also gonna help you know, the mom that's pushing the stroller or someone that maybe has some limitations in it. There's just one example of how including everyone helps everyone. So if somebody wants to take a look at the plan and give their feedback, what should they do? Well, thank you for asking. <laughs> We're inviting everyone through May 24th to go to tempe.gov slash 2050. Please share your feedback and we'd love to hear from you. Um, we also have a cool feature this time where you could submit your pictures of any items that you'd like to be included in the plan. So if you have any pictures that you love of Tempe, feel free to email those to 2050 at tempe.gov. Thank you so much, Roy. We have a Tempe superstar with us <laughs> and Lisa Groom. Uh, so Lisa, there are a ton of things happening in Tempe like right now, this week. Talk to us about what are some of the top picks uh, for you. I feel like this should be a, a Lisa event <laughs> segment. There should be music playing right now. So talk to us. Absolutely. Lisa. Thank you, Roy. So there are lots of things going on in Tempe this weekend. And since we're talking about community involvement, let's talk about voting. Tuesday is election day in Tempe. So registered Tempe voters have their final chance to cast a ballot regarding the Tempe Entertainment District. And for more information on that, you can visit tempe.gov slash election. And that's all the facts that you need right there when you're making your decision to support. And there are a couple other things going on too, Roy. So grab up the kiddos and head over to Kiwanis Park to watch the movie Cars for free this Friday as part of the Movies in the Park series. And the movie starts just after sunset, so get there, get a good spot, get comfortable. And then there's the gallery at Tippy Center for the Arts. There's an opening Friday at 6 p.m. I saw them there putting a new exhibit up, and the new exhibit is Hear Me, See Me. And they also have two great plays this weekend, including one that tells a modernized version of Cinderella in both English and Spanish. That should be fun. So for more information, you can visit TempeCenterForTheArts.com. We have an amazing prize for our loyal listeners. And that is, we're going to give away some Brick Road coffee this week. If you go to Tempe.gov slash Tempe this week and answer the first trivia question right before Tuesday night, you have a chance to win the Brick Road coffee. If you answer all the trivia questions right, you could win our season's grand prize, which is an overnight stay at the Omni Tempe Hotel at ASU. It even comes with a special Omni swag bag that you cannot get anywhere else. There are these gorgeous crystal glasses that are etched with a map of our downtown on them. Wow. They're they're pretty amazing. Beautiful. That's our show for this week. We'd like to thank our guests, Gabe, Jesse, Council Member Bredetta Hodge, Lisa, Brenda, you, Chris, as always. Next week, we're talking about how to stay cool in Tempe when it's hot outside, over 100 plus degrees, and our city election results. We will have uh, city manager Andrew Ching as our guest, along with 100 Mile Brewing 
and Tempe Human Services. Don't forget about our contest. Tempe This Week, the podcast. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs>